We need to get it together. I was walking the other day and I was talking to God about some things and out of nowhere, like literally out of nowhere, he hit me with an uppercut. When I was talking to him about the goals that I want to accomplish and the things that are frustrating me and this and that, God was like, better is on the other side of your excuses. I had no words, none. And as if that uppercut didn't hurt enough, I then realized that I've been praying to God, asking him to help me accomplish this and accomplish that. Yet when it comes to doing my part, because, you know, faith without works is dead. I'm over here like, uh, so this thing that you told me to do to become successful, this thing that is going to get me from point A to point B that I know is going to really give me the life that I want. Can I do it tomorrow? Like, I promise you, I'm going to do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow would come and I would have another excuse. And so that is what I want to talk about today. That is actually the title of today's topic. Better is on the other side of your excuses. You don't have to admit to being guilty of this. So I'll raise both my hands and feet for all of us and say that we're waiting on God or we say we're waiting on God when in reality, God is waiting on us. He already did his part. He already set things up. We're just not in alignment because we're not doing the things that we know we're supposed to do. We keep saying that we're waiting on God because it sounds good. It makes us look all holy and spiritual and it makes us sound so Christian-like. I'm waiting on God. Ah! Patience, but really and truly, God is looking out on us like, you're waiting on me. I told you to do X, Y, Z since three years ago, and yet still here you are. If we're going to be honest with ourselves, we've been waiting on God for a long time. And nothing has changed in our lives because we're refusing to do what he has been telling us to do. James 2.17 tells us clearly that if our faith doesn't include action, it's dead. So praying to God and asking him to help you with this, knowing in your heart that you're not going to make certain sacrifices, you're not going to put in certain, um, you're not going to be determined in your heart to develop certain habits that's going to help you accomplish that goal, it doesn't make any sense to pray. Ooh, ooh. Did she say what? Yes, it doesn't make any sense to pray because you already know you're not going to do your part. Look at it this way. If someone comes to ask you for help, right? You already make up in your mind, yeah, I'm going to help you. Or you already start to help them depending on what it is. And you look over and see that they're just sitting there staring at you. Or better yet, you're doing your part and they keep asking you for help not realizing that you're already helping them. It sounds kind of crazy. And then you would look at the person like, huh? Why would you even ask me to help you if you're going to continue to not do what you're supposed to do? I thought this was supposed to be a team effort. I didn't realize that you were asking me to help you only to have me do your work. 
sometimes God views us the same way. We ask him for help and he's ready to help. He's willing to help. He's excited to help. But we're there waiting for him to come out of heaven and make us that healthy breakfast so that we can start to lose the weight. We're there waiting for him to drop a million dollars out of heaven so that we can finally have the life we want, not realizing that we have to work towards it. It doesn't make sense to pray if you're not going to back that prayer up with action. It is a complete waste of time. The Bible itself already says it plainly. Faith without works is dead. Now, it sounds a bit harsh, I'll admit, But sometimes we need a bit of a rude awakening for us to get things in order. As a matter of fact, let me double back on that. I would venture to say that our prayers are pointless if we don't follow the right action. Because you can ask God to help you to lose weight, for example, exercise, and still eat terribly. And that is not right action. If it is that you're going to work towards losing X amount of weight, you're going to have to do the right steps from beginning to end. That includes exercising, eating the right foods, cutting out certain foods, saying no to certain things, the whole nine. There are no shortcuts to getting the results that you want. There may be more efficient ways of doing things. There may be... um, programs, softwares, apps, whatever you want to call it, that can help us along the way. But there's no shortcut. There's going to be blood. There's going to be sweat. There's going to be tears. There's going to be sacrifice. It all boils down to how badly do you want it? And I think that is what trips us up a lot of times. And that is not doing the right things. We're not doing the necessary work, you know, Again, God is not going to come down from heaven and do what you're supposed to do. If it's a partnership, he has his part, you have your part. He's not going to do your work because, you know, if that were the case, if God were to do everything for us, certain character traits wouldn't be developed in us. We wouldn't develop discipline. We wouldn't develop consistency. We wouldn't understand what it means to work for something. Think about those rich kids who literally don't lift a finger. Everything is served to them on a platter. They don't have to work. Everything they need is right there. And you're there toiling away, sweating away, trying to get at least a tiny amount of what they have. You would be lying if you didn't say that looking at them, you do experience some bit of envy and jealousy because they have everything handed to them while you have to work for it. But that work develops grit. It helps you to understand that you can have everything that you want. You can have every and anything that you want, but you have to be willing to put in the work for it. That is what sets you apart from others. So perhaps that is one way that you can look at it. Setting yourself apart from others. Do you want to continue to be repeating the same thing year in, year out, making the same goals year in, year out, looking at your life year in, year out, seeing no progress? After a while, that gets to you. It gets frustrating. It gets annoying. It makes you miserable and unhappy. But you can change that if you're willing to do the work. Before I started to put this episode together, I kept asking God, God, 
what do you want me to, to share next? What do you want me to talk about? And days passed and I got nothing. And so when Saturday finally rolled around, I heard, you know what? Stay in today. Spend some time in my word. Talk to me a bit. And I'll share with you what your next topic will be. You know what your bald-headed black friend did instead? I slept until 11 and I went gallivanting until 8 o'clock at night. I did not listen to God at all. Not even one bit. And by the time I got home, oh, trust me, guilt was waiting at my front door like, Hey girl, how you doing? Let's have a talk. I wasn't ready for the talk. I didn't want to hear what guilt had to say. But it dragged me to the floor because I could have had a topic. I could have typed up my script. I could have been ready to record, if not have recorded already and completed my work early. But instead, I was now running behind God last minute, sweating bullets, thinking I won't have a topic for this week. Luckily, thank you, God. Luckily, God is merciful, and even though I didn't follow his instructions, he still came through for me. But I did not have to put myself through that. I didn't have to do that to myself. And you shouldn't either. You shouldn't put yourself through unnecessary stress and panic and maybe even failure, all because you chose not to heed the instructions God gave you. One of the things my mentor taught me, and this is something that she pushes all the time, and that is when you go to God with a goal when you go to talk to God about wanting to accomplish anything, he is going to give you instructions. You're not going to wake up the next day and just automatically have the result. He's going to tell you what to do from A to Z, from 1 to 10, to accomplish that goal. And if we would listen, we would accomplish the goal in such a way that we would end up getting so much more from it. He always, always, always gives instructions. And the thing is, for some of us, we hear the instructions and we still ignore them. Present, please. Guilty. So my challenge to you is, what instructions have God been giving you lately that you've been avoiding? What necessary work do you need to do to get to where you need to be? And what sacrifices are you willing to make so that you can have the things you claim you want to have? Experience the things you claim you want to experience. Be the person you claim you want to be. I keep saying claim because we keep complaining about how our lives suck, about how we wish we had this, how we wish we could experience that, yet we're not willing to do what it takes to get there. One of the harsh realities I had to come to grips with, especially in preparing what I'm sharing with you now, is the fact that the results that we're looking for is hidden in the work that we're avoiding. We all know the saying, don't put off today what you can do tomorrow. That task that we keep telling ourselves we'll do tomorrow, tomorrow is now. I talk to God about wanting to be successful all the time. Yet still, I struggle to develop habits that will ultimately play a role in my success. One such habit that I've been very candid in talking about is waking up early. I am not a morning person at all. I can work through the night well into the wee hours in the morning, but to get up at five o'clock, 
that is a struggle for me. Every time my alarm goes off at five, every single day, I say to myself, I'll wake up early tomorrow and I will just roll back over and go back to sleep. That's me making excuses, feeding myself yet another reason to not do anything. I don't know what excuse you're feeding yourself, but you need to make the decision to stop because it's making your life sick. And the sicker your life gets, the more miserable and unhappier you're going to become. I had to tell myself, you know what? If my boss can be up early putting in the work, I can do the same thing too. I don't aspire to have his role, but I do aspire to be as successful as him. Sometimes we look at successful people with envy, with jealousy, not realizing that they work to get where they are. Regardless of whether we want to question their methods, they worked to get where they are. And there are some things that are just universal for all successful people. Most, well, all successful people wake up early. They prioritize their time. They know what to say no to. They do things even when they don't feel like doing it. Because in order for them to maintain what they have, they have to keep a certain momentum going. And that's another thing. We say we want certain things, but we have to understand that it takes work to get there and it takes even more work to maintain. So this period of developing discipline, developing consistency, holding ourselves accountable, those habits, developing them now from early is going to help to take us through because once we get the things that we want, it's going to become a little bit easier to maintain because we already have the foundational habits, discipline, consistency, working despite how we feel in the moment. Successful people get upset. They might tell you a few words or two, but they're not going to go home and seethe about that all night knowing that they have a project to submit the next day or they have a report that needs to be taken to account the following week and stuff like that. No. And that is where we trip ourselves up again. We say we want the best. We say we want to experience a lavish life, hashtag goals, hashtag living my best life, but we allow our emotions to get the better of us. Ask me how I know and I'll tell you because I'm over here guilty like anybody else. If I'm having an off day, (laughs) this script is not going to be written. If I'm not in the mood, if someone said something to me that made me feel away, I am not going to record. And that is a behavior that I had to break out of because I can't record or share a podcast this week and then don't share next week and then share the week after that and then don't share the week after that. You'll get tired of it. You will not listen because you're going to say this girl is not consistent. So I say that to say that even when you don't feel like it, even if somebody stepped on your toes earlier in the day, you still have to do the work. You still have to hold yourself accountable because at the end of the day, The results that you're looking for is tied up in the work that you're avoiding. You know what you have to do. I don't have to tell you what you have to do. God doesn't even have to tell you some of the things you have to do because you know you've been looking at it year in, year out. You've just, well, we, I should say, we've just been stubborn in 
actually doing the work. You know what I think it is? And I've heard my mentor say this time and time again, and it never hit the way that it hits now. And that is, we're not mad enough. We're not upset enough. We're broke, but we're not broke enough. We're fed up with our work environment, but we're not fed up enough. We're not frustrated enough. We're not dissatisfied enough. Because if we were, as we say that we are, we would change it. We would wake up every single morning with a determination to change our circumstances. So I had to admit to myself that I'm not mad enough. I'm just settling and making noise at the same time. When that revelation came to me, I was like, "Ooh, well, that's harsh. Slow down. Those are my feelings you're stepping on. But again, sometimes we need to hear these things so that we can get in motion. If you've been complaining about the same thing for the past 5, 10, 15, 20 years, obviously it's not the thing that's the problem. The problem is you not willing to do the work. And in talking to you, I am definitely talking to myself as well. As I said, preparing today's topic, I had to swallow hard several times because I felt attacked. But I was also grateful because at the end of the day, what is more important? Having the results that we want, living the life that we want, waking up to the things that we want to wake up to, or are we so comfortable in our mess that we forget that it smells? So what happens when we decide to do the necessary work? What happens when we stop making excuses? What happens when we decide to hold ourselves accountable and do the things that we have to do so that we can then do the things that we want to do? What happens when I do all of that? Better comes into our lives. We begin to attract the right people. We begin to attract the right opportunities. That's only going to keep us moving forward time and time and time again. We get to enjoy the fruits of our discipline, of our consistency, of our sacrifice. We get to live like no one else because we chose to live like no one else, meaning we did the necessary work. If you have to type it up, print it, Stick it on your bedroom door, your bathroom mirror, your front door. Type it and make some kind of graphic and have it as your wallpaper on your phone. Wherever you need to put it so that you can remember it, better is on the other side of our excuses. Share that with your friends on Instagram. Share that with your friends on Facebook. Share it with your auntie, your cousin, your uncle, everybody. Everybody needs to hear that one, okay? (laughs) 
Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Note to Self Diaries. Know that I absolutely love hearing from you guys. I love hearing your feedback. I love hearing your views on the things that I talk about, the things that I share with you. So let's continue even with this episode. Let me know what you think. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you are going to start to do to get to where you want to be. You can let me know by sliding into my DMs on Instagram at Her Candid Life. And for more great episodes, be sure to subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts. And if Google is more your vibe, you can listen to the show on Google Podcasts as well. And it's also available on Podbean. If you have an extra 60 seconds, I would love for you to rate and review this podcast. That way, other persons can find it as well. Until next time, guys, again, thank you for listening. And this is Note to Self Diaries.